Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today as we continue our examination of a little phrase, one another, that you see all through Scripture. And it describes how the body of crisis relate to each other, how we're to relate to those who are outside the world, as we saw in the last episode, too, uh, our neighbor, you know, because our neighbor may be a believer, our may, neighbor may not be a believer. I want to continue through Romans and I'm going to go to the 14th chapter here. The, the exact phrase, one another, doesn't appear right here, but it, the idea is very, very strong. And you'll see because it, it speaks of how we are to relate to one another. And this is really the opposite of how we do a lot of things. Let's just look at it, okay? Romans 14, verse 1 says this. Now, accept the one who is weak in faith, but not for the purpose of passing judgment on his opinions. So we're told here that we're to accept the one who is weak in faith. And, you know, most people say, well, of course, you know, we're supposed to do that. Uh, the question arises when you see the balance of these verses as to exactly what does weak in faith mean, okay? More often than not, we think it's someone who is a neophyte in the faith or someone who hasn't grown into faith and who is just floundering along and they believe that Jesus is Messiah, but there's really no fruit that is developed and they are but babes uh, in Christ and just sort of suckling on the spiritual milk of the church. Well, that's, that's sort of true. That's true. And you see some things in Hebrews about that. But there's more to it here. As a matter of fact, I dare say that this right here is the exact opposite of what we think it is. Let's look at it again. Now, accept the one who is weak in faith. We are to accept them, okay? And we're not going to pass the judgment on his opinions. We can talk about the opinions. We can share, you know, dialogue and stuff. But the judging of the opinions. Now, I know what people say. that Well, that shows you're not supposed to judge. No, that's not what it's talking about. No, no. Watch this. Verse 2. One person has faith that he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats vegetables only. That right there gives us some serious insight in some stuff. Okay? Here's what's going on. The one who is weak in faith is the one who's abstaining from things because he's scared that if he eats that roast, it might have been a roast that was sacrificed to some idol. And he's not sure about it, so he's just going to uh, you know, separate himself from it and eat only vegetables. Well, that's fine. But the Scripture describes them as weak in faith. Weak in faith. And you say, well, what's the modern-day corollary of that? We have a lot of this today. Uh those who say, well, you can only eat certain things or you can only drink certain things, particularly the drink part, they'll come along and say, no, you can't drink this. And they're viewed as being the ones who are strong in faith. No, 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 no. They're actually the ones that are weak in faith. We are to accept the ones that are weak in faith because they do not understand the freedom and the liberty that we have in God. Okay? Yes, we have complete freedom and liberty in the Lord. I can eat anything I can drink anything. I am not at freedom and liberty to be a glutton. Okay? So don't come to me when you're carrying two extra bodies on your skeletal frame and rant and rave about excess drink when it's obvious that you have excess eat. Okay? There's some real inconsistency within the body of Christ. 
I'm in complete freedom to do that, but I'm not a freedom to be a glutton. I'm in, a, in complete freedom and liberty to drink whatever I want to, but I'm not at, at liberty to be drunk. Okay, I'm also not at liberty to cause a brother to stumble. And so if what I eat causes someone to stumble, then I won't eat it in their presence and I won't cause them to stumble. And you say, well, you're being a hypocrite then. No, I'm not. You're being loving. You're loving that brother. Now you say, well, that's not exactly what this is talking about, is it? Well, let's just read ahead and see. Verse 2 again. One person has faith that he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats vegetables only, so weak in faith. Verse 3. The one who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat, and the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats, for God has accepted him. And so the thing is, if you know that you have freedom, your liberty, and it doesn't bother your conscience, you're free to drink it, you're free to eat it. But if it does, then you're free to not eat it, and you're free to not drink it. But neither side is to regard the other with contempt. And either side, neither side, is to regard themselves as being superior because of their stance and what they do. Verse 4 says this, Who are you to judge the servant of another? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. So what he's saying is, don't judge each other over these kind of things. The Lord is the one who will judge this. Let him judge, and let each man, and you see this in a couple other places, uh, determine in their own heart. Now, let me read a couple more verses here. Verse 5 says this, one person regards one day above another. Another regards every day alike. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. And we see this a lot. Uh, I, I am a regarding every day alike person. Okay? I'm an every day alike person. Uh, so for that, I mean, I was actually in a situation for years and years and years and years where we didn't really make a big deal of, over what we call the Easter celebration. Because we knew that every time that we gathered together to worship the Most High God, we were celebrating His resurrection, right? Every day is the same. Every day is the same. Uh, that's the reason I don't get bent out of shape. I will go out and mow the yard on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> the primary reason I do that is if I do it on Friday, I'm likely to wind up with a stuffed head from all the pollen and everything. That, that doesn't sound very good on a Sunday morning. Okay. But I, I, you know, the way I was raised and friends and stuff would never, ever do anything like that on a Sunday because they say, oh, that's the Lord's Sabbath. Well, to start with, the Sunday's not the Lord's Sabbath. Sunday's the first day of the week. The Lord's Sabbath is actually Friday at sundown to Saturday at sundown. But you know what? I knew their heart, and I knew they were right. Uh, right now, Chick-fil-A does not open on Sunday because they want they consider it to be uh, a Sabbath day or the first day of the week. I'm not sure which way they, they view it. I think they probably viewed it as the first day of the week. Well, that's fine. Let each person be fully convinced in his own mind. So one person will regard one day above another, one more special than the other. Another person, every day is alike. Listen to what he says about this in verse 6. He who observes the day observes it for the Lord, and he who eats does so for the Lord. Okay, he ties this into the eating thing a while ago, okay? So he's saying the one who observes the day observes it for the Lord. And he who eats does so for the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who does not eat, for the Lord he does not eat, and he gives thanks to God. He's saying you both are giving thanks to God. Okay, let, just, let each one be convinced in his own mind. It's okay. Verse 7, for not one of us lives for himself, and not one dies for himself. 
For if we live, we live for the Lord. Or if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. So what he's talking about, if you die to something, you say, okay, I think what the Lord's laid in my heart is that, we sh- that I should not partake of chocolate. And that may be a great thing for you physiologically that you don't need to do that. Like I know if I don't need to eat chocolate after about 9 o'clock at night. Okay? If I eat chocolate cake or something after 9 o'clock at night, uh, vivid, crazy, wild dreams will come that are no good. They're not the dreams of the Lord. Okay, that's fine. He says, if you do that and you die to that, that's fine. You're dying to yourself and you're dying for the Lord. But if you say, hey, (coughs) I have complete freedom to drink a cup of coffee at nine o'clock at night because I know it's not going to bother me at all. That's fine. You can live to that cup of coffee. You live into the Lord. Verse nine, the last one we'll look at today. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be the Lord of both of the dead and the living. He is literally the Lord of those that live in the freedom like this and the liberty. He's also the Lord of those who say, well, I know I have freedom and liberty right here, but I don't think I can do this. That's fine. Let each one determine in their own mind what is right for them. How different the body of Christ would relate to one another and love one another if we had that foundational understanding. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.